Welcome to In The Money, the premier hockey betting podcast. This is JD, and I'm going to run you through our NHL picks for the day. I did, who knew I was kind of the guy to get three on the text if you're trying to get high. Cop chase ain't once, but some on the side. Roll up like one, three blunts for the ride. Never dolo, kid, no stress, always got one. Pre-team married now, I see the shot. Looking for the kid, block out, so I'm not one. Fresh out of class with a dash from the cop. Front with a smile on the lumbar, all achy. Yes, she knew I was a legend in the making. Stuck around cause the boy lit and he cake. Small town, big head, Ricky gon' make it. They say I'm gonna get caught. This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. The information and opinions are derived from individuals and are not to be taken as a guarantee. We here at In The Money provide you with content, not a guarantee of performance. We are not liable for any bets or action you take as a result of this podcast. All right. Welcome back to In The Money. Uh, I guess I lied to everybody yesterday when I said I wasn't seeing the board clearly. Went three for four. So we'll take it on a night where I didn't see the board that clearly. But there was a lot of really interesting games, honestly. And Toronto and Columbus is where I'm going to start with this. Uh, This game was pretty good, honestly. Toronto was just clearly the more talented team here and Columbus teams did what torts teams do and they tried to just bully the Leafs tried to pound them physically um and they did a bit in the beginning of the game they did kind of rattle the Leafs a little bit but at the end it didn't matter at all uh the Leafs are just way more talented Columbus is going to have a hard time scoring this year and I think Tort says he just needs more out of Felino, but I'm not sure how many more goals Felino is actually going to be able to give you. The guy's a warrior. He plays really hard. He gives it his all. I just don't know how many more, how much more offensive ability he's have. He's going to have um, Matthews. What can we say? The dude has one of the best wristers, if not the best in the league. Though I think Ovi probably has something to say about that. Um, I was more encouraged by the Leafs D tonight. But I also want to hold off on giving them too much praise because I want to see how they handle, you know, taking a big physical Columbus team and then coming in tonight in Hockey Night Canada, you know, first game in the rivalry against the Habs, a speedy team against Montreal. And that's where I want to see if they can hold up against the speed and the relentlessness of Montreal's forwards. Montreal rolls four lines. Montreal's coming in fast. And so can the Toronto D hold up? That's always kind of been a weakness of theirs. You know, you've seen it in the past with guys like DeBrus, guys like Marchand in the playoffs who have just gotten past this defense with speed and skill and just going to the net scoring goals. So for me, tonight is a big test for this defense but Toronto did cover minus a half regulation only big win for Toronto let's move on to the Devils they played Winnipeg uh, this was the craziest game of the night maybe the craziest game of the season so far um, we smashed the over so we'll take the W the Devils dominated the second period taking a 1-0 lead and a 4-0 lead but then late in the second Winnipeg got a goal and all of a sudden the momentum starts shifting and the gears start turning and Winnipeg starts moving. Winnipeg would storm back to tie it at four in the third period. Ultimately, after an exciting finish and an awesome three-on-three overtime, Blake Wheeler won in the shootout. I cannot stress enough how much I love the three-on-three overtime. It is one of the best things the NHL has implemented, and the NHL has struggled to implement cool things, and even when they've done it, like the World Cup of Hockey, they've messed it up, and then it's gone away. Hopefully that comes back, but the three-on-three overtime is just 
unreal. It's so much fun to watch. And those two teams put on a show last night, chance after chance after chance. Oh, it was exhilarating. Now, let's break it down a little bit. Winnipeg, a couple of tough games, six goals to the Rangers, four goals to the Devils, winning in a shootout, you know, you know, losing in what you could also consider a shootout, a different kind of shootout. Um, and this is just what we're going to have to expect for Winnipeg until they can figure out their defense, uh, which is a lot harder if Bufflin's just done. If Bufflin's just done, I don't, I don't really know what this team's going to do on defense. They're going to score lots of goals. <laughs> they're going to be a fun team to watch, but... I don't know if they're going to be as successful as they have been in past years. The goaltending right now isn't holding up to where it needs to be. As for the Devils, I expect a lot of this as well. They're a young team, and they're going to score, but they're going to have to learn how to win a bit. Love the look of Subban in a Devils uniform. Hall looks good coming off an of injury. Hughes is going to be a fantastic player. You know, Simmons was a good pickup, and uh, Blake Coleman, who had like 20 goals last year, he had a crazy goal last night, and he looks like he's going to be a good player. The Devils are a fun team, and they're an over-target, because for the first two periods last night, I was sitting there thinking, uh-oh, like, why is Corey Schneider trying to be good again? Like, what's that all about? And then he Corey Schneider, he gave a couple goals, got injured, and Mackenzie Blackwood had to come in the game, like mid-game, not really sure what was going on there. And so he ended up giving up another couple of goals. So the Devils are going to be a big over-target for me this season because they're fun, they're good, they score a lot, but they have really, really weak goaltending. And the back de- the depth of their blue line still isn't there yet. They need a, they probably need a couple more pieces on the back end, you know, a couple third-line pairing guys, a couple maybe even a second-line pairing guy. They, they just need a little bit more, but they that team is going to be very dangerous and can beat anybody on any given night. Okay, let's move on to the Washington versus New York Islanders game. They played a low-scoring, tight-checking game, otherwise known as the Trots game. (laughs) I thought the Islanders might pull it off, but it was not to be. This team's going to really struggle if Barzell doesn't create offense. I don't know where else it's really going to come from for this team. Um, Washington looks strong after two good wins, and I like them to win the Metro. Tonight's going to be a good test against what is an improved and very good Carolina team that beat them in seven games last year. Albeit, Carolina does not have Mr. Game 7 this year, Justin Williams. So maybe they won't be able to advance against a tough Capitals team. But right now, I like the way the Capitals are looking to win the Metro. Now, Vegas versus San Jose. A little Ric Flair for you because Vegas crushed the long shot bet. Looked like Vegas had something to prove all week long. The team that came in with a terrible taste in their mouth from the last year's playoffs. They had a terrible taste in their mouth all season long. And they probably looked at the schedule and they were like, these first two games, this is like Listerine. Wash that bad taste right out. Man, they physically dominated. They imposed their will. They got Thornton thrown out of the game last night for getting him so angry. That's like a 40-year-old whose dad is getting angry. Like They just dominated. They do a great job of rolling four lines. I said it before. I'll say it again. This fourth line is going to be the best in the league, bar none. They get in your face. Noshek had a couple of goals, a shorty. They build the momentum that their team has, or they take away the other team's momentum. Reeves is out here throwing hit after hit, being physical, playing smart hockey. This team loves to cycle, get the puck low. They're going to make you take them off the puck on that fourth line. I, I love their fourth line. I think that that unit is going to help drive them 
really far this year. Um, the one thing is the Nate Schmidt injury because he's such a big player and, you know, we're all hoping Nate Schmidt gets healthy because he's a really good player, seems like a good guy. And if they want to go where people are predicting them to go, where they themselves want to go, which is the Stanley Cup final and finally win this time, they need Nate Schmidt and they need him fully healthy. So that's just one thing to look out for. But Flurry looks awesome. Now, the other side, the Sharks were without Kane for both. Carlson for the first one of these games. Carlson kind of came back in a weird situation where he just had a kid. He's probably feeling pretty light on his feet, feeling pretty good. But, you know, like kind of hard to just come back in and, and play right away. This team, their goaltending is usually what brings them down. But I have to say in these first two games, they were just purely outplayed. Um, Martin Jones didn't look too bad. Like a lot of the goals here given up are two-on-ones or, you know, really tight scoring chances, high danger area, especially in the first game. He kind of kept them in that for a while, and there was a lot of high danger chances going against them. Um, So for me, I'm not too discouraged uh, because it's the Sharks and because I know where they've been and because they're a veteran-laden team. They do have some new some new youth that I think Couture was saying we have to teach these guys how to win. I have full confidence that you know a guy like Couture, a guy like Thornton, a guy like Carlson, a guy like Burns, those guys are going to get these young guys in line. This is going to be a much better team in March and April than it is right now. So these two teams play their last time before Christmas. If they meet in the playoffs, Vegas is going to have to throw out everything they've seen from the Sharks before Christmas because come March and April, this team's going to be a lot, looking a lot different. So that's just a warning for Vegas. Also, San Jose has a great Listerine opportunity themselves in a game today against the Ducks that I expect them to handle even though they're in a back-to-back situation. Finally, small shout-out to the Sharks announced crew. They're maybe the worst one in the league. We'll table that discussion, but the Sharks crew is going to be up there jockeying for don't watch this broadcast if you can't, if you can afford it. All right, let's move ahead to the slate for tonight. It's a big slate. I'm pumped. I am pumped. It is the first hockey night in Canada. Listen, if you're a sports fan, just in general, right now is the best time of year. We got college football all day long. We've got MLB playoffs all day long. We've got the NHL back and it's full swing. Basketball's right around the corner. NFL tomorrow. It does not get better than this. Fall is the best time to be a sports fan and I'm jacked up right now. First hockey night in Canada. It's a big night. The Rangers are coming into Ottawa. Surprisingly, a majority of the public money in this game is actually on Ottawa, 56 to 44%. I'm surprised by that. Also at 7 p.m., we have New Jersey going into Buffalo. Now, New Jersey's coming off a back-to-back in a tough game, but they also have all the pub- a lot of the public money on their side. 67% of bets coming in on New Jersey. Then we got Tampa Bay, Florida. Currently, no stats up on that. Carolina, Washington. We've got 100% of the bets in this game coming in on Washington. That scares me. Then we've got Montreal versus Toronto, the rivalry. It's back. It's bigger. It's going to be better than ever. I'm jacked up for this game. Let's go Habs, baby. Then we've got Columbus rolling into Pittsburgh. Again, no lines yet on that. We've got Detroit 
coming into Nashville. All the public money here, for some reason, is on Detroit, and I am bewildered. 95% of the money is on Detroit. I don't know why that's happening, but we'll get into that. Dallas and St. Louis, 50-50 split on where the money is. That's kind of how I feel about this game. Don't really know what's happening in this one. Then Minnesota coming into Colorado. Again, Minnesota, a lot of the public money, 100% is on Minnesota. Boston going into Arizona, rightly so. I think 90% of the public money here is on Boston. Los Angeles going into Edmonton. Los Angeles has yet to play a game, which is a weird quirk right now. Um, No public money being shown there. San Jose coming into Anaheim. No public money being shown there, but I like San Jose in this one. Uh, Vancouver, Calgary, all the money on Calgary at home. Whew. That's a big slate. There's a lot to watch here. I have to say the game I'm going to spotlight for myself is obviously the Montreal-Toronto game. I want to see how Montreal responds to a tough shootout loss against uh, Carolina. And I also want to see how the Toronto defense is going to hold up after kind of taking a beating last night physically against Columbus and now having to play a speed team. This is a very good test for this defense early on in the year. And I want to see if they're going to be able to hold up. I also, as I said before, the Dallas-St. Louis game is a 50-50 game for me. I'm definitely going to have my eye on that game. That game seems like it's going to be a good, tight-checking test. Dallas played in one of the best games of the year so far against the Bruins. And St. Louis played in another one of the best games of the year so far, losing to uh, Washington in overtime. Both teams coming off a loss. Both teams looking good, though. And both teams have something to prove if they want to get where they're going. Finally... In the nightcap, for me, Vancouver, Calgary. I am interested to see if Vancouver or Calgary is going to bounce back, which one of them is going to bounce back. Calgary had a pretty deflating loss against the Avalanche considering where they were in the playoffs last year, where they were in the regular season, and then where they were in the playoffs and how they left. For me, that's a tough one. So I'm interested to see if Calgary can bounce back. They're heavily favored in this game, and I want to see if you know they can – Continue what they did last year, which was dominate. And if that just wasn't like a one-year aberration type of situation, and if Calgary can actually be successful, I want to see it. That's why, for me, the nightcap, Vancouver, Calgary is what I'm watching. All right, forget what I'm watching. You don't care about that. You want to know what I'm betting. So let's dive right in, folks. All right. First, early... Hockey Night in Canada, big game in Ottawa. I, I like the Rangers in regulation here um, at a plus 100 odds. Although I am going to caveat, caveat this with we are going to learn a lot about the Rangers and how and when to bet on them tonight. Weird to say this kind of early, but for me it's a must-win game for them. Um, they they looked really good at home in MSG when the place was rocking and it was open at night and everything was going for them. But can they sustain that on the road against what should be an inferior opponent? Not many people are picking the Rangers to make the playoffs, and if they want to prove people wrong and get to the playoffs, this is a game they cannot lose. This is a big game for me just in terms of how I feel about them going forward, and that's why I mean must win. Like, not they're out of it if they lose, but just for me, I'm going to really discount them if they can't win this game this season when I bet on them. All right, another... Game that I really like. Actually, this one's going to be a little parlay action for you. Tampa Bay shelled Florida earlier this week. They absolutely dominated them, and if it wasn't for Bob, it would have been much worse. 
I don't see why it won't happen again. I love Tampa tonight. We're going to add this on the money line at minus 120 to a parlay with Nashville at minus 250. Nashville is taking on Detroit, who sucks, and for some reason all the public money is on Detroit. So I'll take Nashville, and I'll take Nashville to win this game at home against what should be a clearly inferior opponent in Detroit. Adding the minus 120 from Tampa to the Nashville minus 250, that gives us a one, a plus 157 odds. I'm hammering this one home. All right. Now let's move on to a couple of overs that I like for tonight. I like the Colorado-Minnesota over. Minnesota showed against Nashville. They can put in a couple goals. They have some talent. Guys like Parise, guys like Jordan Greenway, who I really like. This team can score a little bit. Colorado, you saw what McKinnon's been doing. This guy doesn't stop. Ranton had already scored a goal, and he like sat out all the training camp. Like, this team is just... Far and away, one of the most talented offensive teams with the additions of Kale McCarr, Sam Girard playing well. Uh, This team, for me, they're going to score a lot of goals, and I like both these teams to score some goals tonight. The over's at six. Ring the bell. Smash the over. Let's do it. Another over that's at six that I like is the, the nightcap, Vancouver and Calgary. Let's get some goals in the nightcap. Maybe this is just what I want, so maybe I'm just betting on what I want for tonight, but I want some goals in these nightcaps. Give me Vancouver, give me Calgary, give me Elias Pettersson and Brock Besser and Bo Horvat versus Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monahan. Give me some weak goaltending by both teams. Who gives a shit about goaltending? Fuck the goaltenders, fuck the tenders. Let's score some fucking goals, people. I love it. Over. In Colorado, over in Calgary, goals, 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 goals. Finally, I'm going to throw out my first lock it in bet of the year. Lock it in, RIP is a dead podcast, but we want to lock it. We want to give it some shine. So our first lock it in bet of the year is lock the Bruins in playing against Arizona. I love the Bruins in regulation tonight at plus 110. Let's keep the money rolling in. Let's keep the goals coming. NHL, more penalties. I know you've been calling a lot of penalties, and I love to see it. I need more. I need lots of power plays, especially in Colorado, especially in Calgary. Let's get some goals.